to another episode of the AppSec Insiders Podcast. My name is Farshad Abbasi. I'm the founder and chief security officer at Forward Security. This week, I'm joined with my co-host, Iman Sharfeldin. My name is Iman. I'm an application security lead at Forward Security. Thanks, Iman. For those of you who are new to AppSec Insiders, this is a show where we discuss the latest trends, best practices, and current events in the world of application and cloud security. If you're an AppSec professional looking for an opportunity to work with some of the best in the industry or a developer with an interest in cybersecurity, be sure to check out our careers page at forwardsecurity.com careers. We would greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the show and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at Forward Security. Links are below in the show notes. But today, what are we going to talk about? Today, we're going to talk about AWS security reference architecture. So let's get right into it. Amon, would you like to tell us a, a bit about what SRA is? Yeah, actually, we have a lot of customers that they ask us uh, how we can make our AWS environment secure. And because of different reasons, for example, there are a bunch of compliance frameworks that they need to be compliant with. And, uh, you know, always uh, our go-to reference is AWS SRA for AWS environment. And, you know, in order to use AWS SRA, you need to use the multi-account strategy, which is a crucial uh, to have a solid security architecture. And also, like, SRA is based on a defense in-depth method. And other than that, like, the good thing about SRA is that they provide some code examples and you can use them uh, as, like, infrastructure as code and then you can deploy that in your environment. And But before using SRA, you should know your state, what uh, kind of services, like security-related services you have enabled. And, you know, you should have, uh, like, multiple accounts, uh, you know, one for... First of all, you should have enabled the organization. You should have an org account, org management account. You should have an OU for security, which contains like two accounts, which is security account and logging account. You should have OU for workload and you should have an OU for infrastructure. And, uh, you know, in general, after that, you can uh, use this SRA and there are a bunch of services that we can go through them. Uh, before that, Fasha, do you have any? I have a question. I have a question for you. So, you know, what, I mean, I'm, I'm a curious, because uh, Amazon had the well-architected, uh, you know, the well-architected framework. So, what is the advantage of the, you know, like the security reference architecture? Is there a relationship? Um, I mean, uh, I guess my understanding is that the well-architected framework provided um, different sort of patterns, if you will, uh, that would provide someone with a reference in terms of how they can secure their architect, not just security, actually, the well-architected framework had areas with respect to performance and security. Um, I think uh, if I remember correctly, there were information about how to structure your um, you know, application workflows, log archives, and all kinds of other things. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why Amazon introduced SRA when they already had the uh, the uh, well-architected framework and if there's a relationship between them. Do, do you know? Yeah, actually, uh, the SRA, actually, there are, uh, three AWS security foundations, a AWS Cloud Adoption Framework, AWS Well Architect, and AWS Shared Responsibility Model. 
And AWS SRA actually it aligns with all three of them, and kind of it's a complement to the all uh, like though you know it's aligned with all of them. Like it's not something uh, like irrelevant to them, but in general it provides uh, like more security capabilities for you. Is it is it that SRA is taking those existing frameworks and grouping the security aspects of it? Like for example. While architected had some security and non-security components, and then the other ones that you mentioned. So SRA is kind of taking the security pieces out of the other ones and grouping it together yeah. um, under one umbrella from a security perspective. I think exactly. You know, so uh, you know, well-architected framework it has a security pillar, and uh, which has like seven design principles. Mm -hmm. And but, what are, what are the, do you remember what they are? Uh, I believe the one is like implement a strong identifying uh, foundation. Enable traceability, apply security at all layers, automate security best practices, protect data in transit at an address, keep people away from data, and prepare for security events. And I believe these are the uh, you know seven thing that uh, they are reflected uh, in AWS SRA. And you know SRA contains more details. Like right, it talks about like. There we are more. We have more abstract ideas. Right. SRA right. is more crisp. Actually. Right. SRA focuses on security. Yeah, because I remember from when Well Architected Framework came out, the idea was that it provided a domain-specific lens for the different domains. Security being one of the pillars, as you mentioned. Um, and just for the audience uh, to note, SRA. Uh, sorry, the Well Architected Framework also has hands-on labs, and there's the Well Architected Tool as well. And you can use the well-architected tool. It's at no cost. Um, it's available in the management console. It gives you a mechanism for regularly evaluating your workload and identifying you know, areas of improvement. Uh, but as Aman, you were saying, it's not necessarily, is the security part of it is really high level. I know a couple of our clients, not to be named, had, had done that test. And then they came to us and they said, hey, we had a security, we ran the well-architected tool and they did a security review can you guys take a look at it? And, and I, we looked at it and there weren't a lot of meaningful security issues that were very high level, as, as Iman mentioned, super high level, you know, not really, um, of course, there's always value in, in finding security issues, but um, it, it would give you a bit of a false sense of security if that's the only thing you did and you relied on it. And then in this case, that was where the client was going with it. They said, hey, look, we did the well-architected tool. Things are looking great. It's like, well, actually, no, because you didn't do a deep enough dive, right? So it's a great place to start. Absolutely well-architected tool, great place to start, but it's not going to go into a lot of detail. And I think that was one of the motivations for them to come up with the security reference architecture to actually dig more into the security aspect of it where well-architected review kind of left off, if, if you will. Um, so yeah, what, what else can we, can, let's maybe dig into the, the SRA a little bit. I, Iman, you mentioned something about the multi-account. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And I want to talk about that a little bit. What? Uh, so my my the history of the whole multi-account is, uh, I think it was around 2016 or 2017, where Amazon introduced organizations and the concept of having you know, multiple accounts under one roof. Companies could have always created multiple accounts, but before organizations, there was no way for a company to say, hey, I'm company X and show me all of my accounts that belong to that company, right? They would have to just have a listing of all the account numbers and go figure it out. It wasn't tied together. So Amazon introduced the concept of organizations to allow companies to better manage these multiple AWS accounts that they have. Because before that, you would have to use tags 
and then using tags then you could you know and you could figure out which one of these belong to you and you know kind of create a bit of a relationship with them and billing was quite billing and cost management was a nightmare let me tell you so when they came out with the organizations and the multi-account structure it allowed companies to go to a master account from which all the child accounts come from and they're linked and in the master account you could look at the billing you know, and, and across all the linked accounts. So it made billing a lot easier. But as a byproduct, which security often tends to be, is like someone tries to do some function to make the system work better. And then there's a security benefit, right? So in this case, the security byproduct, this multi-account structure was that you should separate services that have something to do with security in their own account. So you should set up a multi-account architecture and then the security relevant services, like for example, the you might have an S3 bucket that stores your logs for CloudTrail or there may be um, you know, guard duty or some security service. You would stand those things up in that security account and then that would belong to your organization in a multi-account fashion and be a child of one of your master account. But there are a lot of security benefits in the SR. Right, so Iman, maybe let's go into a few of them. Yeah, I mean, there are many of them actually. The first one is like, like in general, having a multi-account system, it helps you to group workloads based on business purpose and ownership. It helps you to apply distinct security controls by environment. It helps you to constrain access uh, to sensitive data, promote innovation and agility. For example, you can have sandbox account versus production account. It gives you... Uh, more uh, freedom there and uh, you can limit the scope of impact from adverse events also it supports uh, multiple IT operation models like it helps you to manage costs it helps you to distribute AWS service quotas and API request rate limits actually and you know other than that like I can tell you like uh, an AWS account provides security access and billing boundaries for AWS resources and other than that, like having like uh, multiple accounts and having an organization, uh, you can define SCPs, which which are service control policies. For example, you don't want you're using uh, CA Central region. You don't want to have any resources on other regions. Suddenly, like one of your employees put the AWS secrets inside one of the GitHub reports, and now they're. Sp spinning up some EC2 instance to mine cryptos on uh, Virginia. And if you define an SCP, then uh, you can limit uh, creation of any resources in any other region other than CA Central. And uh, the other thing is that you can use AWS Control Tower when you have uh, you know, AWS organization. It helps you to govern multiple accounts easily by uh, defining some guardrails which could be uh, both preventive and uh, which could implement both uh, preventive and detective controls. And, you know, there are a lot of benefits and, and in the real environment, I believe we should always use AWS organizations. So it's interesting because uh, as I'm looking at, you know, as I'm thinking about SRA, again, it reminds me of, uh, so this, you know, before SRA, um, AWS had these patterns. So, so let, let's go back to what is SRA, right? SRA is essentially a set of reference architectures, right? So they're saying, hey, if you're building a system like this, then here's a reference architecture for you to set up your system in that manner. So they pr pretty much provide these blueprints or architecture diagrams of how you should put, where you should put everything and how they should be organized. So they actually had these, they had a bunch of patterns 
Um, they were called multi-account patterns. So in 2017, when they launched organizations, they had that. And then it's funny because I remember a couple of years ago, I kept looking for those patterns because I wanted to recommend them to some of our clients. I'm like, hey, where is the pattern for the shared service account? Where's the pattern for you know multi-account and all that stuff? Guess what happened is they took them out of that, that you know, the, in their patterns, wherever it was, repository, and they created this security. They just changed the name, essentially, right? These things were there before, but they were just pre presented as like, hey, here's a bunch of patterns that you can use. But now they formalized it and they're calling it the reference architecture. So just to be clear, these are exactly what the name suggests, right? These are a handful of reference architectures that you could refer to so that you could you could build your environment in according to those ones. Like, for example, they'll have a reference architecture if you look at... Uh, you know, there's the shared services account, and it basically shows a diagram that says, "Hey, if you if you're if you have a bunch of shared services, like for example, the directory service or AWS Config or Guard Duty or things like that, that are shared across all of your AWS accounts, put them in a shared <laughs> services account, right? Um, what they also say is that don't overdo it. Like, don't go and create a whole bunch of AWS accounts and, like, for example, put the security stuff in one, put the IT in another." That's great if you're a really large company, but they all the, the Amazon says start small. So don't all of a sudden get really like uh, account happy and then go, hey, they have this multi-account thing. I'm going to make lots of accounts and segregate everything. Give it some thought, right? Like if you're a small company, definitely a single account should not be used, right? Like what we see a lot is that um, most companies will take, one, they'll create one AWS account and then they'll put like a VPC for their production, and then they'll set up a VPC for their um, staging, and then they'll set up one for dev, right? All in the same AWS account. You should not do that. Like at a minimum, even if you're a small company, you should have one master account and then a child account, probably two. One child account would have your prod load workload, and then a second one would have what I would call shared secure, uh, shared IT and security, right? And then you can then at least have that separation. Probably a good idea to have another one as well for your staging. The reason being is that if imagine if your staging and production are in the same AWS account, and then you give one of your developers access into that AWS account because they need to go and fix bugs and do things. Well, guess what? Because staging is in the same account as your production. Now that developer might have too much access and get access, get be able to uh, you know gain access to the uh, the the workloads that are in that same account that are doing production work, right? But if you put them in different AWS accounts, you know, whatever access you provision to that person to go in that AWS account and, and work on the staging debugging uh, would, would be nicely segregated from the production account, right? In fact, I had to do that the other day for our own company. One of our developers wanted to go and do some testing in AWS and then uh, he needed some access. And I was like, oh, I can go and create a, uh, you know, give you an admin permission. But then I realized that account has some sensitive stuff in it. So what I did is I just remembered Amazon's recommendation that you should always separate, you know, AWS accounts are free, just make another one and then put all the testing stuff in there, which is what I did. So something to be cognizant of. And these patterns are there as a reference, take a look. And then, you know, doesn't have to be implemented exactly as is, you can modify them to 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 suit your need, right? And just remember that what I was mentioning earlier, don't uh, don't make it complicated. Don't overdo it. Don't create too many accounts. Start small and grow from there. Yeah, as Farsha told, I believe, uh, you know, this is like a security framework. Like, and when we have a framework, actually, uh, we can skip some of the uh, services that we don't need. Actually, and uh, you know, the main 
as you know, I, we can share the link uh, with you guys, the, the link to AWS SRA. We can put it in there. Yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. We should yeah, put it in the, the caption. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the text. Yeah, yeah actually. And uh, the first account that we should go uh, is, uh, we should talk about is org management account. And this account, uh, there are a bunch of services that you need to enable for this account. And the first thing, like if you have any SCP, anything, uh, you should enable it right now. And uh, the other thing is that <clears throat> I've seen like customers, they have multiple accounts, uh, but they don't have like a central place for authentication. They don't, they're not using AWS IAM identity center. Uh, which is kind of like a successor to AWS SSO. And they have like many accounts and they have many users. Like for mm. example, uh, user X is in on this account and that account and this account. Right, this, right. this is very hard to maintain. Like, do you have any idea? Really let me show you this. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I have any thoughts on that. I think, yeah, basically just what you said. I think yeah. it's always good to be uh, considerate when it comes to those types of issues. Yeah, awesome. And the, the other thing is that uh, we have other services that we can enable, but such as I am Access Advisor, we should enable oh, that yes. here in this org manager. How will that help them? You know, it helps to, uh, for it provides traceability data ah. in the form that, uh, you know, which uh, services last, you know, the, the access information about like different OUs that we have. And uh, it's a good uh, it's a good tool to use. And other than that, like Control Tower, we have discussed about that. And you should enable that on this org management. And how if, would that? How would that, let's just uh, let's just step back for a second. So, what does Control Tower do, and how how will it help them in this? So, we're talking about the security reference architecture, right? So, let's say I've implemented. Um, you know, I've implemented the multi-account structure yeah. and I've got a master account and I've got my production account and I've got my shared services slash security account. So at a minimum, I've got three accounts. So how would uh, Control Tower help in this situation? You know, Control Tower has a broad and flexible set of features. It, it helps us to govern a secure multi-account AWS environment. Right. Uh, there are some stuff called like, there's something called a landing zoom. Right. You start to create your landing zone. That's right. That's which right. are like boundaries. And then you so, uh, so let's tell the audience a bit more about landing zones. Uh, you know, uh, before using like uh, uh, we have guardrails and before before talking about like uh, guardrails, uh, sorry, landing zone, I should talk about like guardrails. Yes. And those are like some preventive and detective controls that we can use actually. And for example, we can, those are like AWS config rules that we talked like, yeah. for example, there shouldn't be any S3 buckets that are not encrypted, something like that. And, uh, but you know, we can provide some links for the users to how to create the landing zone. And but, but generally the concept is that uh, so to me, the name is like a landing zone. So I think I, so my memory is before they had landing zones, when you had multiple accounts, it was really complicated to log into them. So if I had six uh, accounts, I remember I had to, I did this in 2017. I made a, a page essentially that when the user authenticated, it went to this web page and it showed all the different accounts that were available to me. And then I could pick one and it would log me into that. That was like sort of a hacky version of, of what this is, right? I think now they've come up with this, concept of a landing zone, which after authenticating, you land 
in this place. And then from there, it'll be like, hey, these are the accounts that are available to you. Which account do you want to select? I think that's been the, yeah. that, that's the service they made. Is, is they sort of matured it instead of everyone making their own landing page. This is the service that you would use to be able to successfully manage or log into multiple accounts from there, I believe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, the other service that we should enable on this org management account is AWS, or not we should use, or we could use is AWS Artifact, mm. especially like when you want to be compliant with, uh, I don't know, PCI, SOC 2, anything like that. I'm interested in that. Tell me more. Yeah. PCI. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is that, uh, you know, AWS, uh, security in AWS is a shared model. And you can download all the reports for the AWS side. Like mm. if you want to prove that you're SOC 2 compliant, your company should be SOC 2 compliant. Also, AWS should be SOC 2 compliant. And in order to do that, you provide the report actually. And uh, you should provide the report. And, uh, you know, it's uh, obvious. You should go there and you can download all the PDF files there. You should just search, for example, SOC 2. Mm. You can search there and that's it. That's it. Um, Very cool. So this then allows me to have compliance. It's interesting. So what would be the difference between this and security? So I know Security Hub runs under the hood something like CIS benchmark checks and all that type of stuff. Is this similar? No, it's, it's just the static PDF files. Mm. Those are like uh, AWS uh, like reports for compliance actually there are a bunch of reports that you can download like oh based on uh, uh these are for aws just to prove that aws is oh this is like the AWS AWS yeah exactly that stuff that's available okay and then so yeah. using the security reference architecture so how what how do i take advantage of it using the I mean, you, uh, you know as a part of like org management account you can uh enable the access to aws artifact and the user can go there and download all the reports. And so this this says that Amazon is PCI certified. It's yeah, not about exactly. No, no, it's not. Ah. But in order to in order for you become PCI certified, the Amazon should be that. PCI certified too. Actually, so I can get access to those Amazon reports. Through, yeah. uh, where do I get access to them? Uh, AWS Artifact. Actually. Very cool. Very cool. That's actually really good info because I've often been asked about this. We have you know a lot of our clients build. Um, they build, uh, you know, applications on top of AWS, of course, right? Which is a great platform. And uh, and then what happens is they they get audited for SOC two or PCI. And then, of course, uh, the auditor wants to know where you're hosting your stuff. Hey, we're hosting it at hosting provider X. In this case, Amazon. The auditor will ask, Hey, can you give their SOC two attestation or PCI or whatever? So this is one way to be able to get that information. Yeah. That's really useful. Um, I think we're coming up to the end of the uh, time for this episode. It's been a Fantastic conversation. Um, you know, AWS is one of my favorite topics, actually. In fact, Iman and I just did a five-part mini-series uh, for Amazon in, in partnership with them. And uh, we, this is the second time we've uh, repeated that mini-series. I'm sure we're going to do it again in the future. If you're interested in learning more about AWS, um, you should keep an eye on it when we repeat it again. Probably in the fall or winter of this year, we'll probably do it again. So check our uh, forwardsecurity.com website. Uh, and under, I believe it'll be under resources, we have a section where we post information about upcoming events. So keep an eye out, out there. And if we run it again, I highly recommend that you come check it out. Each part of the five-part series focuses on a different area 
of security. For example, we cover identity and access management, we cover network security, we cover cryptography, we cover compliance services, logging and monitoring. So all of those are, are very beneficial and we dig into each of those and the services in each of those domains and, and give you some, uh, some useful advice. Awesome. So with that said, yeah, let's wrap it up. Awesome. Yeah. And we have an event, Collision. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yes, Collision. It's North America's largest technology event. So Forward Security will be present at Collision uh, next week. So from June 26 to 29, we actually have a booth. So if you are going to be at Collision, come by our booth on Thursday, June 29, and take a look at our Eureka product and, and uh, say hello. We'd love, to, uh, we'd love to meet you. And we're hosting a happy hour as well. Drop us a line and we'll provide you with all the information. Awesome. Uh, do do we have any prizes? Uh, there is a prize if you come by and get a demo. You can also get a demo remotely if you like of our Eureka product. Uh, getting a demo makes you eligible to enter for the prize drop, which is going to be a fantastic MacBook Air, a brand new MacBook oh Air. God. So if you want to win one of those, get a Eureka demo today, and and, and uh, you'll be eligible. Awesome. Awesome. That concludes this episode of our AppSec Insiders podcast. We hope you've enjoyed learning about AWS SRA. I believe one session is not enough to cover all the topics on SRA. We can have more sessions about that. Uh, remember to tune in next time as we delve deeper into the world of application and cloud security and explore new ways to protect our digital assets. Also, we appreciate uh, your support and engagement. If you have any topics in your mind, please send a topic to AppSecInsiders at signforwardsecurity.com or our Twitter handle is uh, at sign FWD underline SEC, or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn uh, forward security. And that's it. If you uh, please follow us and please also subscribe to our podcast. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Take care, everybody. Take care.